Yorana Tato, you're listening to Native Stories. Native Stories exists to share the voices of those connected to the land. Our vision is creating a resource for Pilina, connection to place, and we aim to activate indigenous perspectives. My name is Vehia Wheeler, and I am from Waia'o Oahu, and I am now residing in Afreitu Moorea, Te Aumaohi. My guest today is Vahiana Chang, who I have come to know from Anavai Foundation, that operates as a platform to raise funds for nonprofits here in Tahiti. Um, for our Hawaii listeners, the equivalent could be something like Hawaii's People, Hawaii People's Fund, that collects funds and then distributes out funds to help people in different um, in different nonprofits and clubs around around the island. And the bio for Vahiana is that she is born and raised in Tahiti and has been lucky enough to study and live abroad for the last eight years. Moving to unknown places became her comfort zone. But she's back she's really happy to be back in the Fenua, the as in Tahiti Island. Today she is the project leader in Anavai Foundation. Here in French Polynesia, nonprofit organizations do a lot for the society in every domain. And their mission at Anavai is to help those nonprofits. And in particular, they do so by raising funds for projects. So, hello, Vahiana. Hello, Vahia. Thanks for being with us today and uh, willing to share your story with us and Anavai's story here on Native Stories. So, I know that I just said your bio and everything, but can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, um, how you're connected to Tahiti or maybe different other parts of the world as well? Yeah, so I was born and raised here in Tahiti. Um, my my dad is also from Tahiti, but he his family comes from France and Mo'orea as well. Mm. So, and my mom is from Bora Bora, another island here in French Polynesia. She's actually one of the last one to be born there because nowadays you cannot give birth in Bora Bora anymore. You have to go to Tahiti or Reatea where you have hospital. So she's one of the last ones to be born there. Um, And she also has Chinese origins, but like Tahitian Chinese, because we've been like the fourth or fifth generations to be born here. So yeah, kind of um, like many Tahitians, many Polynesian, like multicultural background, like Chinese, Tahitian, French, like a mix of all those. Yeah. Okay, cool. So was your mom born in a house in Bora Bora? Yeah, actually, here in French Polynesia, like in July, you have what we call the Tiure. It's like a lot of festivities and cultural happenings going on. And my grandparents were holding a, a small restaurant. And actually, she was born in one of those. <laughs> she was born in the Tiurei? Yes, she was. But before the date, right? But. Oh, wow. That's such a nice story. So yeah, you're definitely a person from here. Your parents are definitely like they're born on the land. <laughs> so cool. So what kind of work have you done in your past before and then coming together with Anavai? Um, so my last two jobs were in HR positions. So I was working in two big corporations in France. Uh, after my studies, actually, I, I decided to specialize in human resources. And I really liked it until I, you know, I wanted to, to do something more 
meaningful. It might sound cliche to say that because I feel like a lot of people are saying that, but it's really how I felt at that moment. Um, and also working in like big corporation, I realized it wasn't really my thing and I wanted to find something more useful, more down to earth. And that's how I started thinking, well, maybe I should start working for a smaller organization and maybe a non-profit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but you also had, like, when I was saying your biography, you lived and studied in different places other than France as well. Like, what brought you to those other places, being that you grew up partly here in Tahiti? Yeah. So I was really lucky because my parents, they were born here, but they decided to go study abroad after high school they they went to France for college um and they loved it so much they they actually met there like they didn't know each other back here they met each other in France and it was such a nice period of their life that they've always wanted us to I have two little sisters but they always told like we, we were raised here we went to school here but we always knew we would go abroad to study because my parents did it and they loved it and they wanted us to do the same um, and discover the world. Yeah. So after high school, at, uh, when I was 18, I went uh, to France first, but I didn't really like it. So then I moved to Canada and from there uh, I moved to Asia after. So I did my bachelor uh, in business administration in, in Canada and then I continued my master in in Asia so I was really lucky yeah like my parents were have always been really supportive always uh, like trusting my choice and always encouraging me to travel the world and yeah I know that's great to hear because like um, I know like Tahitian families can be like they love their kids so much like sometimes they (laughs) they're like don't go away from us but no that's good that they pushed you to see other things and then I'm sure that was like good learning experiences for you yeah for sure I mean it wasn't really easy the first time I mean going to Canada was easy because I mean kind of easy uh, because when I went there a lot of Tahitians like at that time it was really trendy to go to Canada and a lot of people I knew were living there so it was easier to move there because I wasn't alone but then when I decided to go to Asia I really wanted to go out of my comfort zone and and go somewhere else so that's why I decided to go there and I didn't know anyone but and when I arrived there I was like oh my god what did I do what what would you do that to yourself so it was not always easy but I always I always tell people, like, when you're about to cry, you know that you're getting out of your comfort zone. And I don't know how many times I was about to cry when I arrived in Asia. It was so different from everything I knew. But at the end, it was really a good experience. And I'm really happy I did it. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, you're right. You, like, um, when you take risks and then you succeed at them it's like wow like I was actually able to do that yeah I mean it's like a it feels really like you accomplished something you know really good with yourself and for our listeners who don't who um don't really understand the Tahiti Canada connection I'll just give you a little background (laughs) because we speak um French here in French Polynesia so when people go to study abroad uh, it's kind of um uh I guess normalized that you go to French-speaking places, and then French-speaking places around the world um, 
maybe are a little more limited. It's like France, um, Quebec. Yeah, exactly. That's where I, I went. And also because they have... They used to have some, how to say, agreement between France and Canada. So as French citizen, we would pay the same tuition fees as the Canadian citizen because both countries had uh, agreement. So that's why also it was really popular among Tahitians, but also among French people, French people in general, okay. which is not the case anymore. Now the, the tuition fees were like raised a little because there were so many French people, I guess. But when I went, I would pay the same as local people. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that ends up being a good experience for people yeah. to have some exchange exchange experiences. So you were able to, like, travel around and um, live in different countries, France, Canada, work in France, and then you decided to come back to Tahiti. So can you give us a little bit... Um, about what made you change your... I mean, well, you said already that you were working in different places, but why did you choose to come and work in a nonprofit in Tahiti? Yeah. So, yeah, like I was saying, um, after working in two big corporations, I felt like what I was doing, like I was stressing myself out for things that were not so useful. For, I mean, when you see everything that is happening around the world, I felt like what I was doing was not helping much, Um making a better society, I guess. I mean, it might sound cliche to say that, but that's really how I felt. And my contract was coming to an end in, the, in that big corporation. So I was like, okay, this is it. Now I'm, I can choose to do something else. So I was thinking, like I said, um, working for a smaller corporation or maybe a non-profit. And then just thinking about that, I was like, well, if I do that, should I just do it in my country? So that's how I started thinking, oh, maybe I can go home and use what I learned abroad to do. Also, I wanted to go home, like all my family lives here, even though I have um, family in France, like my close family is in Tahiti. So I also wanted to come back um, and then an opportunity came to me and that's how I came back. Like in French, we say partir pour mieux revenir. Mm. It's like. You have to go away to appreciate what you have, kind of. Well, you you yeah. would translate like... So mm -hmm. I feel like I appreciate even more what I have here and the way of living here after living abroad for so long. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a new perspective yeah. about like what are the, the riches that you have here to help you appreciate things that you have. Yeah, no, it's a good story. And um, can you tell us a little about a bit about Anavai and maybe like what the name means, um, who, put to, who put it together, how long have you guys been around? So the idea of Anavai came from Nuihao Lore, which he, he's uh, one of our senators here in Tahiti. So he, uh, he as, as, as a person, he was already making some donations for international nonprofits. Why so? Because it was easy, you could do it online, and it was transparent, so he would trust those nonprofits. And so, like, he's the kind of person that doesn't have much time, but he also the kind of person that wants to contribute to the society. So, mm -hmm. he was already making donations every year for those international nonprofits, and he. At one point, he realized, like, we have so many nonprofits here in French Polynesia doing so much. 
but it's hard to find them. I'm not talking about the big ones that everybody knows, but the little ones that do a lot with not so many resources, he wanted to reach them. But in order to do so here in Tahiti, it's really hard like to find them and then give them money. So he was like, there are tools that exist now abroad. Why not apply them here and help all those nonprofits that are doing a lot? So that's how kind of the, the idea came. But like I said, he's a really busy man doing a lot of different things for the country. So he needed somebody to lead the project. And like like it like in Tahiti it always works like this like I I, I when I started uh, to when I wanted to come back I started to talking about my uh, about it to my friends and relatives and one of them knew Nuiho and then that's how we were put into contact that's how it works in Tahiti right yeah. word of mouth and that's how I met him and that's how we decided to to work together and decided to build this crowdfunding platform uh, for the non-profits so anave in tahitian it means river but it's also the source so um, for us it was like in french also we have a saying that goes like um it's like liter it's like little rivers that make the big ones so that's kind of the idea of anave it's like all the little donations from everyone will make a big difference for all those non-profits. So that's kind of the idea. And also, yeah, Anave is also the source. So we hope like the source as the beginning of many, many projects. So yeah, that's the idea behind Anave. Oh, I love it. I love it. So um, you actually were like co-creator in Anave then. Yeah, so Niho had the idea and then he needed somebody to create, I mean, to put it in place to make it a concrete thing. So, yeah, uh, since so we started last September and so we built the, the platform and and now the platform is available since uh, last February. Last February. Um, oh, this, Feb- this February? Yeah. Uh, February 2020. 2020 so. Ah, okay, cool. And it's like um, the first of its kind here in French Polynesia, Tahiti. Exactly. So on on this platform, you can find uh, many nonprofits from here, and also you can find projects that for which they need funds. So uh, it's really one of its kind because um, you have. I mean, here. Many, I mean, big nonprofits have their own website where you can donate money. But on Anave, you can. It's it's many uh, nonprofits from different fields, different categories, different domains that are presented and for which you can give money. So, like the ambition is to make it the window of the nonprofit. Or like any, not our ambition is like anyone who wants to contribute uh, for the Fenua can come on Anave and discover uh, non-profits they maybe never heard about or and yeah just give some the idea for now you can uh, help uh, fund some projects but um, in several weeks we will implement like associations uh, non-profits will be able to present also projects for which they need uh, t- um, 
volunteers. So people will be able to give their time or m money if they want to. Okay, so it's pretty diverse. You guys have a, a platform for raising funds. You guys are expanding to like the volunteer um, domain and exactly. Yeah, the idea is to give the non give nonprofits here um, tools they can use to facilitate the, their work. Like I said, they are doing a lot. Um, they are not always helped, so uh, we are. We are meeting a lot of them and gathering their needs. So that's why we come up uh, little by little with new tools uh, to help them. So, yeah, the first one was helping them raise money because that's how you create your projects, right? But now uh, we also meet a lot of people that cannot afford, like, giving money, but they have a lot of time and and yeah a lot of time they want to give so that's why we wanted to implement that and we will also um, put in place some trainings free trainings for association for non-profits because a lot of them uh, you know in they they were like self-made they they were animated by one cause and that's why they decided to to help to fight this cause but most of the time they don't really have the competencies to do it so they just learn by doing so we also want to help them and and give them some free trainings in like key areas they need so for example communication accounting or stuff like this so that's the kind of tools we want to implement to help them. No, that's such a good idea. I mean, I yeah, I think um, what you guys are doing already is great, and then expanding to these different ideas could be could make such a huge difference. Because as I've seen just in my experience here in Tahiti, um, it's pretty easy to start. Well, you just you know drop off some paperwork and get get a people bunch of people together to to start an association but I mean there is a lot of paperwork attached to it to ask for the the um, funds for the grants I mean there does have to be like um, certain wording and stuff like that and so to maybe that's could block some people in, in terms of like oh I don't feel like I'm I have enough skills to write this you know grant but yeah so I could see it really helping a lot in um in growing growing these nonprofits, yeah, so it's super cool. Yeah, and like you said, when it comes to fund your projects, like nonprofits have several options, and one of them, like you mentioned, is to ask for a grant to, like, to the country or your town, and it's always a lot of paperwork. And usually, you would do it for like big projects, but for smaller projects, most of the time. I mean, it's really common, probably Tahitian people who will listen to that will laugh because it happens almost every week. You have like relative friends that ask you if you can buy some roasted chicken or cakes or participate to a fitness marathon or tamuri marathon. Like like almost every week you are asked to to contribute to, yeah, to a project uh, by one of your family member or friends. And all the time what you do is you contribute because you want to, but, I mean, as for myself, I usually, like, give, um, give money, but I usually don't go to those tamuri maradon or I just don't get the roasted chicken because, yeah. So it's a lot of energy that, 
the, the, the non-profit spend organizing all those stuff, whereas today there are tools that exist. And that's why also we wanted to put this platform in place because nowadays non-profits can reach out to their friends like they always do. But instead of organizing and spending so much energy organizing all those um, food sellings, like now they can just send out the link and collect money like this. I mean, it's not natural yet, right? It's not something we're used to. It's really different from what we're used to. But hopefully it will work. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And actually we have we have that sort of style in Hawaii as well where people do like bento, they sell a bento for like 15, oh, you want to help support my soccer, my kid's soccer game or whatever. And they like sell bentos. And so it's the same thing here too. And it can actually get pretty competitive, the horama, where it's like, oh no, I already bought someone else's plate, you know, <laughs> or the cakes. So, like, so here's another way that they could. And it does take a lot of energy. Yeah. I've done it one time yeah. to fundraise for like a, a plane ticket. And I was like, wow, this takes like three days. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you do it every year, right? Because, yeah, exactly. Like when you want to to fund like a smaller project most of the time that's how you would do it so with Anave we want to bring another tool another option that they can use if they want yeah um so going back to the founders there's Nui Hao uh what's his name again Nui Hao Lore which um when I read that you had re um, started this with him I was like oh wow that's really cool it kind of gives me hope in politicians because I'm like, wow, you actually did well. Because Anabai is making a good impact from what I see. And you guys have actually helped me do a project here locally in Tahiti. So we're like, like yeah, Anabai is awesome. Um, and what kind of, um, do you still, is it just you two today? Or have you guys grown in terms of a team, volunteers, etc.? So yeah, as of today, I'm the only like full-time employee working in Anave. And then um, we met a lot of people, you know, to raise awareness when we started building the platform and building Anave. And among the people we met, we met a lot of them. And among the people we met, like um, a dozen of them, like were so happy enthusiastic about the idea they wanted to do more so since the beginning we have like a team of 10 people that we meet like monthly to talk about yeah all the problematics we meet um with anave and also we when we receive all the um, all the projects from the non-profits we discuss between between us uh to make sure that we can present it in on the platform uh, and so on. Um, so it's it's uh, yeah about ten people that are from Tahiti and from different field. So it's really the discussions are really rich because it's people from several backgrounds. So that's also, but uh, yeah, today it's like ten people, but everybody is welcome. Like like I said, we the goal here is to really make links make make connections between people that want to contribute and the non-profits but also between non-profits themselves um so yeah that's why we always we're always willing to meet new people and include new people because that's that's 
how it will work, right? To make connections between, like, there are so many good initiatives that we never hear about, and that's why we're, we're trying to connect the dots. Yeah. No, exactly. T together, we are stronger. Yes. For sure. I definitely agree with that. And um, can you tell us a little bit about the projects you guys have helped, have helped fund in Tahiti? Like, just to give our listeners, a, like, an idea of what what the society is like here, like what kind of issues are being addressed, what kind of um, nonprofits are around that are, you know, very popular, very strong and making an impact. So, um, yeah, since February, we we funded like about eight projects from. So it's really diverse. Huh? We 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 help nonprofits from several um, domain like environment uh, um, to protect the animals but also uh, everything linked to health disability uh, youth education so it's really really diverse and as of today just to name a few we helped uh, for example um, we help one non-profit. It's, it's a small project, but it does make a difference. We, we help a non-profit from Orea, actually, from here, uh, to buy um, an air conditioner for their... So the, this non-profit, they welcome kids with, like, a big disability, like physical disability, that some of them, they cannot even breathe by themselves. They cannot... They have to be fed, and so... In one, uh, they built this room where it's like Zen room, where it's like all black and you have those little lights, and so it's a room where where they will uh, welcome the kids and it's like helping them to relax. But so, like I said, it was all black, all closed, and it was really hot. So we helped them to buy an AC uh, for that room. It's not much, but it does make a, a difference for this small nonprofit. It's something. It's not much, they didn't need much money, but they didn't have it. So, and they didn't have the means or the time to do the, to, to raise the, the, the money. So, uh, that's how we help them. So it's like small little project like this. I think it does make the difference because most of the time, and that's one of the goal we had is to help all the nonprofits that you don't really know about, you never hear about that do a lot, but with a few resources so yeah so that's one of the project uh, we we ran and there are many others we 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 help finance also uh, some um how do you say shared garden where you we say faapu here it's like where you um, you grow vegetables and fruits uh, so we help them buying tools to do so um and also during so here because of the uh, coronavirus, we were also in containment uh, for a few weeks. And during that containment, we used Anave to raise money and we managed to raise quite a lot of money. And with all that, with all those donations, we helped more than a thousand families uh, buying to buy food most of the day. Because, yeah, we were talking about families where... They were already in a difficult situation, and because of the containment, the f they lost their job, and they didn't even have enough money to buy food. So, yeah, we we help almost yeah more than a thousand family um, by giving them food during that period. 
Yeah. Oh, my heart. I'm like, oh, this is so good. I'm so glad you guys are around. Because, yeah, as, as we all know, like, on top of just regular social issues, we had COVID, which affected the world, and Pacific Islands were affected in terms of, like, some people were losing jobs, tourism has stopped. Yeah. Um, a lot of people had to go back to the land or put maybe more energy into growing tomatoes and cucumbers to support their life. So, well, I'm glad you guys got enough um, donations to help you carry those projects out. And do you um, find that most of your donators are from Tahiti, from France? Are you trying to expand in any way? Yeah, so today most of the donors are from Tahiti. A few of them are for, from friends. Most of the time it's like relatives from people living in Tahiti that reach out to their friends or family in France. So we do have donors that are in France. And the idea of building a platform was to make it available to whoever wanted to. So obviously we want to expand it internationally for example one of the idea that came one day is like a lot of tourists they visit French Polynesia and they fall in love with it and a lot of them actually want to contribute even after they leave so the idea of I mean it would be really cool if you know after they leave or when they come they can make donations for for causes that or like they want to uh, through the platform even if they are abroad so yeah for now it's only in French but soon it will be in English soon it will be in English too okay great so um, um, uh, the uh, the foundation actually like the the thing that you're talking about with the tourists is a is interesting I've heard like another association or um, non-profit in Hawaii who's done like uh, an agreement with an airline where it was like in the airline um, magazine or whatever, you know, the local, yeah. you know, just like opening it up and be like, oh, you can donate by just going to this website or doing that picture thing with the scan bar. Yeah. 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 That's one of the idea that came into our mind during one of our brainstorming session. But yeah, that's why the idea of having a platform is like whoever has Internet and a credit card can contribute. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And so um, just to wrap up here, we have, um, was there any other foundations or uh, nonprofits that you want to share with us in, in with Native Stories and in Hawaii and any projects we should be aware of or any ways we can help? So on the platform itself, yeah, I, will, I have to talk about it a little. Uh, on the platform itself, you have several non-profits that are presented. So you can see what what we do here in French Polynesia because you really have a diversity of non-profits. And you can also find their project. Like uh, today we have, yeah, about 15 projects that are presented. So it's really, really diverse. And... Uh, as for the foundation, it's something new here uh, in French Polynesia. We are there are two others, uh, one that is uh, fighting against like uh, every um, any kind of inequalities. It's called FAS. They do a lot of they do a lot of great job, and there is an, another 
a foundation that is called uh, Paul and uh, Mariva Marciano. Uh, they fight again. They they fight against um, social violence. Uh, not social. Um, domestic. Domestic violence, exactly. Um, so. Tahiti is really small and we're not so many foundations. So we, like I said, we always try to keep the, to keep the connection and always try to work together. Yeah, because together we're stronger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Any last messages you want to share at this time? Oh, or maybe the um, platform you guys can be reached at or anything? The website? Or yeah. So you can definitely check out the website. It's in French, but <laughs> maybe, <you speak> French. <laughs> maybe you, you can practice your French. So it's anave.org. Um, you can find us on Facebook and you also have our email address on the website. So as of today, it's pretty much how you can reach out to me, <laughs> actually. Um, and yeah, last words, I would say that with everything that happens around us, not just the coronavirus, but all, all the crises that are happening around us, the environmental issues, I feel like solidarity, like um, making the connection, the links and like between each other is, uh, is really what we need. I, and I really feel like if everybody's doing his or her best, like just around yourself, you know, like that would make the difference, you know, if, just everyone makes his best that will make the difference like it's the kind of the same idea of with Anave you know like it's little little donations that will make the difference right like if you take it all together that's how you make an impact yeah exactly all like all hands together to yeah kind of in that way like you know the communal fishing or communal you know farming like Everyone has its has their place, and everyone can make a difference. And together, we are stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, mahalo nui for sharing your story with us here at Native Stories. If you want to further connect with us, please do follow us on Facebook. Search Native Stories for daily for daily updates or Native Kaimia. Please download our mobile app and listen to us on all streaming podcast outlets. Make sure to share us with your ohana, huopili friends, lovers, or whoever you like. We pride ourselves in being your resource of truth-telling and indigenous knowledge, and the more you share, the more people will know and be informed. Sending plenty of aloha to y'all out there. Mahalo for tuning in. Maruru!